are back yeah. on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And finally, The Rock has come. Now, I just spoiled it for everybody. Now, we, yeah, I think everybody knew that by now. But, um, partner, we got a lot happening in a little bit of time. We were actually going to do this um, sooner, but, you know, schedules, things happen. But we got a lot to talk about, man. Yes. Um, you already know I tried to push this up even earlier than anticipated. Yeah. Because I wanted to discuss The Rock. Mm. And coming with that is a lot of other things to discuss. And, uh, you know, some of the folks on our podcast, they want to discuss that, too. So, uh, you know, um, JT Wrestling is uh, going to do a run in at some point today. I'm pretty sure. Um, Jam and Jason sends a shout out. Um, he's uh, taking care of some things, but we always shout out to him. And uh, the, the one and only CM Funk uh, definitely wants to get in on this. But uh, the one man who uh, was able to join us at this point in time, right now, uh, he's been a frequent listener and uh, guest on our podcast. The one and only Quail Man is uh, making an appearance. How you doing, man? Hey guys, how you guys doing? Um, Ready to talk about some The Rock and <laughs> everything WWE and the road to WrestleMania. He just he just prefaced it for us right there, uh, Fit yes. Ugly. <laughs> he yes. did it. Okay, so a little bit of background. We're recording this about, what, February 20th. All right, so the road to WrestleMania is definitely happening. We're about, what, seven weeks away roughly at this point. Uh, when we ended our last podcast, Fit Ugly, we, have, we were just ready to watch the Men's Royal Rumble. And we said we were going to start this podcast off by letting everybody know what happened. So what happened? Cody Rhodes won again. It's not last year. It's this year. Cody Rhodes won again. Um, and he literally pointed to Roman Reigns up at the skybox, you know, just just pointing it all out there. Um, and then in the same match, CM Punk, who was the last guy in the ring with Cody, got hurt. In his first televised match back, he got hurt. So that's going to screw up the other side of the WrestleMania main event. Again, this is this has so much to talk about. Um, so from there, Fit Ugly, we, we had Cody win in the Rumble. Did we see a straight line from there? Or did you have any idea that we were going to go through the roller coaster we've been going through since the Rumble? No, I actually thought that it was just going to be a straight line. I thought, okay, they're going to do Cody Reigns again. Which is not unheard of, kind of like Roxena, you know, back to back. Sure. WrestleMania. Um, I did not anticipate because I think we knew the Rock, the Rock had already made an appearance. And so I remember during the Royal Rumble, we kept saying, or at least me, I predicted that the Rock was going to come out in the Royal Rumble and uh and win it. Right. Then go to WrestleMania. Cody wins, which I I have to assume Cody was slated to win, period, right? Because they could not have anticipated that CM Punk was injured. Right. And even if they had to throw that kind of a curveball, there wasn't going to be like, okay, well, we're going to plan CM Punk to win, have him go to WrestleMania in the main event. And, you know, if he gets hurt during the match, then he just calls an audible or tells the referee and they call an audible from the back. I don't see all those audibles happening. Yeah, I think. It's correct. Yeah. Right. Yes. So my thought process was when The Rock first came out, and when The Rock came out and earlier in January, yes, early in when January, he called out the head of the table. When he at the called, end of his promo. Yes. When it was obvious that The Rock was going to headline WrestleMania with Roman Reigns, I remember telling you 
that I, I was not really a fan of the way that this was happening because right. I felt like it, it felt it felt honestly to me, it felt like Cody was the one that looked bad in this situation because the honest truth to me was if you win the Royal Rumble, there's no way you're fighting for Seth Rollins title, the world, the world heavyweight champ. You're going for the big title. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like. I just was like, it just felt bad. And I know you were you were kind of telling me, be patient, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and give them some grace because CM Punk got injured. Right. Then we go into the press conference. Let me let me let me stop you right there. Okay, I'm, I'm, go ahead and stop me. Go ahead and stop me. I'm gonna hit let, him myself. Go ahead. Let me no no no, you're good, you're good. Let me get Quail Man. Because I want to, I want to know, you know, how did you feel about Cody winning the rumble? And you know, up from that point to the press conference. Um, and we're going to talk about the, the, the before, during and after, but, uh, quail man, how do you feel about all that? Um, so it felt like it was, uh, meant to be punk was supposed to win the rumble. Like it almost, it seemed like the setup was punk. And I feel like, I do feel like there was a, the audible was called that once they figured out that he did the elbow or whatever he did, or no, Drew McIntyre did the future shock DDT, right? And then that um, that caused him to, to injure his his arm. That's when the audible got chosen. Like, oh well, he's definitely injured. And then they called the audible, and Cody ended up winning because it was either Cody or Punk. Like they were yeah. the last two, so one or the other was going to win, right? So um, I think that was it was it was meant to be Punk, but they swap they did swap it, and then. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely the setup almost definitely seemed like it was supposed to be Cody and Reigns, and like it just seems like with all the like with Vince, the, all the Vince stuff happening, Which and we'll the Rock into. now being yeah. w became uh, when the Rock went to the board, yeah, that, that supposedly was part of his deal that he gets the Roman Reigns fight, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sure what their the if TKO really wanted the Reigns Rock fight for the belt or if. They meant they planned this all along to have, excuse me, to have the Rock play next year, have the Rock do it next year or what. So it's just it's kind of it's kind of interesting in regards to what's going on. There's still there's still a lot to be uh, for the play out in the next like four weeks, even with Elimination Chamber. Honestly, it could have did Roman Reigns and the Rock versus uh, uh, or. Yeah, Roman Reigns and The Rock versus Cody and Seth at Elimination Chamber, but I guess Seth isn't ready to wrestle yet. It would be my my guess. Yeah, I think Seth's still on the on the bench. I think he's trying to rehab as much as he can for uh, um, anything at WrestleMania. But of course, now the Elimination Chamber, which is happening at uh, five a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the twenty fourth. How about a live podcast, Fit Ugly? Um, <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that one, uh, the chamber uh, is going to be the winner uh, is going to face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, okay. So we've got thoughts now. Now, Fit Ugly, you mentioned the press conference. Let's let's talk about what happened leading up to that press conference. So, as Cody chose, Cody didn't choose yet. Cody pointed to Roman, and then. Um, then we had, you know, SmackDown where Cody basically handed it off to a returning Rock where Rock and Roman stood in the ring face to face, said nothing under the WrestleMania banner. Then that was a Friday. The press conference was immediately advertised at the bottom of that screen. <laughs> I mean, this was planned. 
to, for this to happen. And that press conference was happening uh, six days in the future, which was the following Thursday. That Friday to Thursday was the most, let's just say, how do I put this? That that is the that is the biggest bomb, like it, not bomb is in a bad thing. Like the bomb that blew up, like that is the biggest and most engaging, love hate whatever. Those six days in the history of the entire sports entertainment industry. I don't care what it is: WWE, UFC, TNA, AEW. It don't matter. What about um, the Daniel Bryan movement. You know that was good. The Daniel Bryan movement was good, but I think that was pre. I mean, yeah, we wanted the, the, the yes movement and all that kind of stuff. And I think this kind of mirrors that, but it takes it to a whole nother level. Now, what did they do in between Rumble and The Rock coming back on that SmackDown? Did they pivot, like you said, Quail Man, because they had to change plans? Or Fit Ugly? Did they work in that direction, like you said, and then this is how the next step takes place? Did they intentionally create the hate? And I'm talking hate, guys. Um, Like we had The Rock's daughter, Ava Rain, who just got made commissioner of NXT, getting death threats, like legitimately because of this. And it was all hashtag we want Cody. It was all because that we didn't know what happened yet because Cody stepped aside. Did he step aside? Did Cody get screwed? Did the rock make a power play as the rock or did Dwayne Johnson make a play? You didn't know what I love about this whole thing. And we'll, we'll get into it. I'm gonna get back to you fit ugly. You're next here. What I love about this whole thing is that that made me a fan of the story of professional wrestling. I didn't, I wasn't feeling love or hate one way. I was just loving watching. And I don't want I don't want you to take this to say that any negativity that came out of it, I don't believe in that. I think this is all a show. This is all a story. And this is all how it has to be played now. Because you, you can't go from A to B. Some things are just too predictable. And we know that. We've talked about that over eight years. But now, that six days fit ugly. Let's start with there with you. What were you feeling? Did you feel we want Cody? Did you feel screwed? Were you sending death threats? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And as and, and and as we get the fit ugly, and, and as soon as you're done your point, fit ugly, I, I think we got an, another run in to introduce. But go ahead. I want to hear yeah. your six-day analysis. So my, my thing is that I think that I'm not the biggest Cody person. I like Cody, but I wouldn't much – personally rather you tolerate see, Cody correct I would much rather see like the rock and range like that that's my opinion okay However, what I did not care for was the situation like that's that what was that that was Smackdown right where Cody comes out talking to range and then he's like hey I have somebody else and the rock comes out right right oh and by the way the raw that was four days before that Smackdown is actually also where Cody and Seth made a play for Cody to go for the World Heavyweight Championship. I, I forgot to mention that, but go ahead. Go ahead, Fit Ugly. Yeah, so my, my thing was like, I felt like, once again, I felt like that was, that to me was just like kind of bad because it was like, once again, I'm just like, if Cody has this opportunity to go against Reigns again, right, the chances of him bringing out somebody else and, and giving up his shot after going through a grueling Royal Rumble and winning it, and the, he's going to give up his story so that he can, quote unquote, 
take everything from Reigns. It, I, I, I didn't see the vision. I didn't see where it was going at the I, time on Friday the time, night. I got it. Time, okay. It is my personal opinion that from the backlash, I don't think WWE was expecting the backlash towards the Rock that they received mm-hmm. because I think it is mostly thought that the rock is just a more popular star than Cody. So it's like, just like me, most people want to see the rock and Cody, the rock and range. But I think that the fans was like, actually, no, this is effed up. You know what I'm saying? And this is where I feel like the pivot came. That is okay. That's me. Okay. Now that let's, let's welcome in a couple of other special guests. As I said, we can might get run-ins. Um, we got the one and only uh, king of uh, non-social media. Hashtag no hashtag CM Funk has made a run-in. He ran through the gorilla position. He said, I'm just running through the curtain. Here he is. Welcome back. Is this the Pat McAfee show? <laughs> uh, it it could now, be. Uh, oh, okay. It, I could get uh, up on the desk and start doing the yeet movement. I could... Yeah. Uh, uh, f- wow. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Th- thank you. Thank you, guys. Pleasure to be here, as always. CM Funk, hold hold that thought. I'm coming right back to you because I want to also welcome in uh, the uh, the number one uh, podcaster. This is the number one merch, number one uh, pictures, number one everything. This is JT Wrestling. Welcome back, JT. Good to be back. Good to see you. Good to see that picture making a presence. So CM Funk, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna go right back to you since you you came in the door first. He you ran right before JT, but JT, <laughs> you're next. So don't don't go anywhere. Um. So obviously we're talking about the road to WrestleMania. We have just gotten to the six days before the press conference. Uh, we talked about Cody winning the Rumble. We are on our way to the press conference now. Conversation. Where were you at at this point in time when? Uh, Cody handed it over to to The Rock and Cody and Seth were going through it. And then we had the six days of um, passionate uh, engagement. Talk to us. Well, you know, I, I'm a I'm a we want Cody guy. I'm a Cody cry baby, if you would. Well, <laughs> um, you know, uh, yeah, I, um, I heard what Fit Ugly was saying uh, about the pivot. And I totally agree with him 100 um, percent. I don't think they saw the backlash coming. Uh, they, they didn't even see the WWE backlash coming. So, hashtag um, backlash. Yeah. Uh, hashtag but, WrestleMania backlash, I should say. Go ahead. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, personally, I think they made the right call. I don't think it should have ever been Rock and Reigns to begin with. I understand it. You know, um, you know, Rock is correct in saying it's probably the big money match or whatever. Yep. And I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit there. But uh, No, you're fine. You know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry, you know, Co- Cody, Cody's got to finish the story and it just needs to be that it didn't need to have any hiccups along the way because it starts to remind you of Charlotte Flair getting thrown in the uh, main event with Becky and Ronda a few years ago. Oh, like, man, that's that, you know, that, that WrestleMania that's so, still happening. You're right. Exactly. Oh, my God. OK, so thank you, CM Funk. JT Wrestling, we are. uh we are talking about the road to WrestleMania. The Rock came back. Cody stepped aside, looked seemingly stepped aside. Then we had the six days of we want Cody. We had the six days of hatred towards The Rock. Um, and then we had the press conference. And we will get back to the press conference. And we will talk about that in a minute. But how are you feeling after all this happened? Did you want to see a straight shot for Cody versus Roman uh, because Cody won the Rumble? Or are you happy with all the shenanigans? I'm pretty happy with everything that's happening. I mean, I kind of like this swerve where Rock sort of 
teased he was going to take on Roman, but then decided to be on the same team. <laughs> so it all works. <laughs> It works. It, it, it's going to work. You know, we're going to have to follow it. You know, this is what they're doing. But I think, you know, just the, the the way they're getting to everything, it could be an ultimate pivot from the very beginning, like Quailman was saying a little bit earlier. Um, it could be, just be a pivot because of the negativity, like Fit Ugly was saying, and, and, and CM Funk backed him up. Now we're at the press conference. And now, you know, the press conference is the most viewed, watched, Everything, you know, of course, every every next thing that the WWE does is the most socially engaging, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay, so we get the stuff out of the way. We get the precursors out of the way. You know, we get we get Rhea out of the way. Bianca, you know, they're all there to promote different things. Um, then, you know, the first guy we get out of the gate is Seth Rollins, who kind of gets lost in the shuffle with all this. And I want to hear uh, opinions about all that, too. And then Seth Rollins introduces Cody, but Roman comes out. And then Roman starts talking. And then The Rock comes out. And then The Rock talking after Roman is going to become very important in the next couple of weeks. But then uh, as The Rock is talking, Cody, no music, no fan for nothing, just comes out and cuts him off. And then we get into a UFC style. Hey, how about TKO, right? A UFC style press conference where there's people holding other people back and you got dignity, you got uh, general managers out there, you got Triple H out there and you got The Rock literally slapping Cody Rhodes in the face when initially Roman said, I want to fight The Rock. And then Cody said, I'm going to fight Roman. And then The Rock slaps Cody and Seth Rollins is standing there, you know, just doing nothing and then <clears throat> and uh okay we've got the press conference fit ugly let's go back around to you did that press conference solve anything for you did it make more questions did it make it more interesting what 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 do you think it made it more interesting i loved it <laughs> I, yeah i say I, I felt like this was a time this is a time where you felt like vince mcmahon's absence was noticed right because I don't think with Vince McMahon there, we see what we saw at the press conference. I agree. The way that they were able to pivot and do what any fan like us, you know, podcast and stuff like that would expect. It's like, why not turn a rock hill? The rock is great as a hill, right? Beautiful. And it's like, it was just, it was so shocking because it, as far as you were talking about earlier, Dirty Mike, like story-wise, like it just intrigued me like to see rocks. And then it's like, to see rock like owning We've known that Rock has been a part of like this family for a while, but you know, Rock was never wrestling in really the era where a lot of the other family members were were wrestling. Right. And so to see him kind of like partner up, so to speak, with his with his cousin who he wants to challenge, but he feels too disrespected by this other person. And it's like he's got to turn his attention. I loved it. <laughs> it was like a great time of being a fan i felt like a kid again i still feel like a kid thinking about it ah uh, <laughs> see this is why i couldn't wait to have this conversation uh quail man your turn press conference how'd you feel uh i thought the press conference uh it was it was interesting the slap and everything like that because the rock like said the, like said the, the rock was was wasn't happy that cody ended up changing his mind the last minute but i mean I guess that was their way to get the Rock mad, or give him pissed off by um, having him have, have him switch uh, 
his what he wanted to do in regards to it uh in regards to picking which i thought like monday or friday that's when he picked who he was going to fight so i guess technically the press conference is when he really picked who he was going to fight yeah so um here's an interesting thing i read so we could talk about it at some point but apparently um 12 to 14 years ago when the spinner belt was eradicated and the rock took the change to spinner belt cody was in the ring and cody said that he was gonna he was gonna uh, like basically get that belt within like 12 to 14 years or something like that. The, the number was, but now we're like 12 years down the line and here's Cody and the rock basically in the feud going, uh, going for that belt basically at this point. So I thought it's, that was pretty interesting. I love the tie-ins to uh, that, the, the, the past and the, you know, here now forever together, whatever. I, that was when he was dashing Cody, Co- uh, dashing Cody Rhodes with the mustache. I love dashing Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. CM Funk, how'd that press conference get you, buddy? Um, all right. I'm going to be right. totally honest here. Go ahead. There was no press involved. What press conference? There wasn't a press conference. It was hey, a promo conference. Hey, they kept saying that all the press in the world was there for the Super Bowl. I just didn't see him in that arena at the time. But go ahead. Right, You're- right, right. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Um, no, anyway, I, I, I digress. I digress from that one little uh, hiccup. No, honestly, I I loved the press conference, promo conference, whatever it was, the event, the <laughs> spectacle. Um, you know, I, I the thing I want to talk about is Seth Rollins. You brought it up at the beginning. He's kind Good. of got this lost man in the shuffle thing and all. But I thought it was interesting after the history with him and Cody that Seth was the first one to step in when after The Rock slapped uh, Cody and everything. I was like, right. all right, I. I like this little bit of synergy, you know, in the storytelling from, you know, Cody's first WWE return match, you know, where it was against Seth and then, mm-hmm. you know, subsequently multiple after that. Um, and I love Seth sort of kind of quasi being involved in this angle, too. Um, I think it's more intriguing than him wrestling whoever he's going to wrestle for, from the Elimination Chamber match. Like, uh, I could care less about that. I... So, um that's that's, that's what that's, that's what got me. That's that's the part that I was like most interested in. I see where you're coming from on that. Uh, JT Wrestling, how about you? I, I think you watched the press conference. Uh, I mean, are you happy the way it went down? What what? How did you feel coming out of that? Well, I didn't watch it. I only watched a couple of highlights. Okay, well, so, you, um, you that's good. You were one of you were one of those 250 million most viewed, um, you know, <laughs> WWE things ever. That's awesome. Good for you. Yes, it indeed. Doesn't matter if you watch one minute over or forty-four minute or however it was more than an hour actually. But go ahead, JT Wrestling. No, I, I saw them talking and I saw the slap and I saw Seth step in, but um, you know, and then I'm just hearing the rest of the story during Raw and and little snippets online. So I think it's all good. Okay. Yeah, uh, and uh, and that's cool that you know because I, I think CM Funk said it. You are, you are one of those statistics because they'll count everything, and whether you watch two seconds of it or the whole thing. Um, but there, there's no nothing wrong with that. Um, okay, and obviously this is this is a conversation that's going to bleed into the second segment. Uh, I mean, not bleed. I'm talking blade color. No, this is the state of Maryland. We can't do that. But um, just stick with us because this is all about the road to WrestleMania now. Uh, press conference is over. Now we're waiting. Now we're waiting to watch SmackDown the next day to see what happens. And then raw. Now we're really engaged. If we weren't before, now we are to see 
the rest of this road to WrestleMania because you don't want to miss a piece of it. <clears throat> um, so, Fit Ugly, back around to you. Uh, now, we've got The Rock versus Cody. It's etched in stone. It's advertised. Um, it's it's ready to go. And now we've got a problem. Let's let's talk about Seth freaking Rollins. Now, how do we deal with that? Now on SmackDown the next night, both general managers came out and said we're going to have an elimination chamber match, and the winner is going to face um, Seth freaking Rollins at WrestleMania for the title. Do, is this Seth's line now? Seth is playing a couple games right now. He's playing the game of being the shield, as he calls it, for Cody Rhodes in this situation with the rock and Roman and the bloodline and all that. But he's also got to face somebody at WrestleMania for his title. And he's also working through an injury. So it was originally, however, it was going to get there. It was supposed to be CM Punk and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I'm almost hundred percent sure of that fit ugly. Now it's Seth Rollins versus somebody. We don't know where does Seth Rollins come out? Like, is he really meant to be put to the side of all this. I mean, he's a big face in the company right now. You know, theme music's over. He's over. His wife is over. Like he, But now he's getting kind of overshadowed. And even they were talking about that being the secondary title and the, the B-team title. I don't know. How does he take all this, Fit Ugly? Um, backstage, probably not well. Um, <laughs> but, you know, show-wise, I, I think, you know, there, there was a... Speaking of CM Punk, right, like a long time ago, Punk, they, they talked about how like Punk felt like uh, I guess he should have main evented WrestleMania at one of these things. And they were just like some of the storylines that was happening was just they were just bigger and more important than at that time, the, the WWE championship. And I feel like this is the situation that Rollins is running into. I think that had CM Punk not gotten injured, I think that he would have had a big uh a big story going into WrestleMania, but I think that he is being completely overshadowed now with the Cody reigns and rock thing. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, I'm sure, you know, he's probably not happy, but I, I think his title is just going to take a second, a backseat to this storyline. And I, I feel like even no matter who comes out of elimination chamber and challenges Rollins, I don't think it's going to be, a more interesting story than probably having watched CM Punk and Rollins have a story. Gotcha. Okay. Quail man, what do you think about all this? Does it, does it matter? You know, I think CM Punk alluded to it earlier. Does it matter who uh, wins the chamber, who faces Rollins? What What's going on here? Uh, I don't really think it's that uh, in, in, intriguing. I think honestly, it's kind of in the cards at this point that it's going to be Drew McIntyre that's going to win. Like there's no other person that's really going to fight him and, Drew McIntyre has to finish his story and finally get the world heavyweight title from Seth Rollins because he's trying to get the title like a million different times and lost. And now he's re-signing a contract. It makes perfect sense for him to finally win the big one at WrestleMania and finally and, be the foil to Seth Rollins to win finally. Yeah. And, and in, front, he, in front of an audience too. Go ahead. Speaking of Drew McIntyre, can we just talk about how great of he of a run he's having right now? And his <laughs> His no doubt. his promo, like the fact, you know, I, I can't, it's like the line of 2024 when my man told CM Punk, he's like, I'm not a spiritual man, but I pray for this and it happened. I was like, yo. Love, <laughs> and came out with a t-shirt that is yeah. running the merch right now. Yeah. I love oh, it. God. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, Drew McIntyre, CM Funk, go ahead. Uh, you know, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, World Heavyweight Championship and Elimination Chamber, go for it. So I've been back and forth, and it's already kind of alluded to the fact that I could care less at this point, you know, mm-hmm. about it. However, with Drew doing some of the best work in his career right now, um, as Fit just talked about, mm-hmm. um, you know, as Quailman just said, Drew kind of has an opportunity to finally win it on the Mania big stage live in front of an actual audience right. this time. Um, you, you know, that could actually intrigue me some because what if they wrestle night one, first match, and <laughs> Rollins isn't 100%, he gets hurt, all of a sudden Rollins is not the shield for Cody anymore. Right. You know, Um Maybe maybe some other big surprise, you know, happens and there's some other backup. Maybe there's uh, more of the nightmare dream family that shows up or something, you know, kind of crossing that forbidden door, if you will. <laughs> if you will, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of things that could actually come from it. As uninterested as I am in the Elimination Chamber, the men's match in particular, um, uh, you know, they, they spinning the story the right way. It could actually be really good. So we'll see. I like it. I like it. Uh, JT wrestling. What do you think? Uh, do you have a favorite of the elimination chamber? Do you know, uh, who you might think to face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania and, and do they beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? I just want to agree with the room. It's most likely going to be on Drew McIntyre is going to win. Okay. Because he's doing great stuff. He. Uh, he's just having a good run, so I'm, I'm figuring he's going to win. I like it. And it's a good heel run, too, which is nice. Um, not even. It's like an anti-hero where he's just being like a dick version of himself, but it's working. Um, especially with the whole – I mean, it's set up for whenever CM Punk does come back. It's set up for Drew McIntyre and CM Punk, whether it's for a title or not. It's set up for when he comes well, back. And that makes even more sense than now if you can get the belt on Drew, you know, for Punk to take Drew and to throw Drew down the road or whatever, if it if it comes to that, you know, right. so. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then let's, uh, you know, like I said, we're going to finish segment one. We'll come back for segment two with as many people that can join us. Um, we appreciate you, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast listeners. Um, fit Ugly. Let's talk about The Rock one more time. Let's bookend this with The Rock. Now, since the press conference. And the pivot, The Rock talked about it, and CM Funk said to Cody Crybabies, uh, you know, uh, you know, and Quailman, and all the, we, we want Cody. Everybody's been talking about it it's both ways. But The Rock has now gone into full Hollywood Rock slash Attitude Rock slash TKO board member Rock. So he brought out the vest. The vest of the very similar to the shirt that he had back in the attitude area, ripped the sleeves off. Um, he's calling the fan. He's really calling out the fans, like calling out the cities that he's in. He's really going for every kind of heat that he can. So fit ugly. How do you like the rock now? I'm I'm loving it. It doesn't I'm... matter if you like the rock. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Perfect topic. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, CM but, Funk, for that. Go ahead, Fiddle. But, but no, no. I think uh no, I think it's been great. I think uh I, I hope he keeps making some appearances on some of these live shows 
And I feel like, yeah, he, he he's doing a good job. I'm, I'm loving the Hollywood rock again. I, I think it's necessary. I think when he came out to the to the surprise, like SmackDown a couple months back and then Raw back in January, these are these are big, um, nice surprises, face surprises. The Rocks had that. I, I think if he can use that other side of himself, I think that's just it's, I'm loving it as well. Uh, Quail Man, how about you? What do you think about uh, the reemergence of uh, The Rock? So I don't think he's really going to be healed that long. I really think this is just all a ploy because even at his promo at the end, he pointed to Roman Reigns when he called when he said loser. So he's basically calling Roman Reigns the loser. So more than likely, Rock is going to help Cody win at the, um, at WrestleMania to allow Cody to finish his story, causing the turmoil between Roman Reigns and The Rock, and then the breakup of the the bloodline begins right there, where The Rock breaks up the blood, blood the bloodline. Huh. Now I that's think this an- man is a paid writer on <laughs> WP. <laughs> he he very well may be. Um, CM Funk, how about you? Uh, and, well, and it does matter what you say. Go ahead. Yeah, well, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, well, <laughs> speaking of paid writers, um, I, yeah, I've read and I'm sure some of you have too that Brian Gewertz is back uh, mm-hmm. writing for The Rock again, which was his writing partner during his initial run and stuff. So. Yep. Uh, um, uh, so that kind of explains how great the promo was, uh, the heel promo, mm. um, you know, I, I, yeah, I like, I love it. I mean, it needed to be something a little different once they went with the pivot or, you know, whatever, you know, this change, um, it needed to be different. Uh, and I mean, give it to Dwayne Johnson. He stepped right back into that role without even thinking about it hardly, you know, I mean, and just, yep. is, and, and has nailed it so far. Um, so yeah, it, it's fun. It's, 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 it's a great callback and it's just fun for the current storylines too. So, um. Absolutely. Absolutely. And JT wrestling, talk to me about how you feel about the rock. I'm liking it. I mean, as we talked about before, it was a really nice, turnaround after him saying he was basically going to challenge Roman on that one on the last role he showed up on. Mm-hmm. So, and then when he turned and slapped Cody, it's just all good story writing. It fits. I agree. And I'm going to cap this segment off by just uh, kind of giving a little bit my perspective. I think that um, this is all being whichever way this goes. I think we got a lot of ways. We talk about a lot of different opinions here and I love it. It could go any different way, but I think however this ends up, this is the short term in between now and WrestleMania. The long game is going to be getting to the rock versus Roman, but who will be the face who will be the heel who will be the champion? Will there be a champion and will it happen? At this year's WrestleMania, probably not, but I can see this being the long game, especially when you know that you're not going to get The Rock or Roman on television all the time, Um, and you'll just keep throwing out little nuggets here and there, here and there, here and there, and eventually it should build up to next year's WrestleMania. That's the long game just for The Rock and Roman Uh, to do it right now. It could work. It could not work, but you know, pivoting or not, 
this is the reemergence. We've all been talking about how the bloodline's kind of been getting stale. We're all over it. You know, it, it did what it needed to do. It resurged itself with Sami Zayn. It resurged itself over and over again with Jimmy and Jay and then Solo. Uh, I know Paul Heyman with the whole thing. Um, now, the bloodline is a little bit different, a little bit juiced up. And I think we're going to get a ride. Rock keeps telling us just enjoy the ride. I agree with that. I think it's going to be a great ride. And this first segment has been a great ride with you guys. Uh, I want to thank uh, CM Funk for dropping by. You know you're more than welcome to come by in the second segment, but if you can't make it, we understand. But thank you very no, much. No, but I, I, I will be listening live. Don't worry. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, no, I appreciate it, guys. You know, always a pleasure uh, chatting with you about this stuff. And I uh, just can't, can't wait to see what happens next. Absolutely. We'll be in touch. Thank you very much. And Quail Man, same with you. I know you got uh, family responsibilities of your own, your own bloodline going. But uh, if you're w willing to jump back in the second segment, you're more than welcome. Thank you, Quail Man. Yeah, no problem. I was, it was fun talking about The Rock and everything right now. So uh, we'll see what time is it now. Poss possibly try to make it back. I'm, I'm really not sure yet, but maybe I can try to drop by for at least like one question or two or something like that. But um, yeah. I'll let you guys know. I'll let you know. No but problem. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And JT Wrestling, thank you for jumping in. And you know you're more than welcome to come back on that second segment. You should have all the information. Yeah, I'm more than likely to be back. That's great. And and Fit Ugly, you'll be back. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if I... Yeah, I'll be back. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we will all be back on the next segment which we're going to jump into anything else wrestlemania a uh, little bit of vince talk and uh some other stuff that's been happening so we will be right back after this short mu musical interlude and uh and anybody who's coming back uh we'll come back in about five minutes but the short mu musical interlude will be shorter than that thank you We're back yep. on the dirty, thank you, on the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the big ugly. And we want to thank our guests, the Quail Man and the one and only CM Funk for joining us on segment one. And welcoming back for segment two is the one and only JT Wrestling. Welcome back. Good to be back. Good to have you, sir. All right. <clears throat> Man, Fit Ugly, there's a lot of different opinions. That, no, yeah. Uh, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love the different booking. I think that it just goes to show how much we're all into this current story. Yeah, and we're into your, it. And to your point, Dirty Mike, about the bloodline becoming stale. Yeah. It's amazing how every year they've been finding a way to make the bloodline relevant, especially towards that WrestleMania season. Mm. It, this was a point where I thought, we're going into WrestleMania with the bloodline being stale. Right. But once again, they beefed it up. They they had to. And then think about this. If Cody wins the Royal Rumble, which he did, and, you know, we got Cody versus Roman again, and he chose Roman. If you play the same story out that you played last year, you can't really do that because we, we've seen it. We've done it. You need something different. We need another – we need another – I don't know, just need another thing to add into it. We need something to shake it up. We can't just see the same thing because um, that's what we talk about when things get stale. That's what we're talking about when things get predictable. You know, it's like, oh, well, Cody won the Royal Rumble for the second time and he's going to face Roman for the second time. So he's got to win this time. And we're, you know, but then 
you just don't have any way to get there. But yeah. in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, you got eight weeks. You got to fill all that. You got to fill all those TV. You got to fill all that social media. And I think with all of the different uh, scenarios that we got going on, even on this segment of the podcast, I think we're doing just fine. And we are all tuned in. Yeah. I, you know, I think the biggest loser coming out of all of this is, I don't want to say Seth Rollins, but I think that world championship that he's holding, I think that that belt has lost so much credibility through this whole I'm going to call it a debacle because I think a lot of it stemmed from CM Punk getting getting injured. Mm. But I think that it's definitely it's turned that championship into the Intercontinental Championship. Which is actually more relevant than that World Heavyweight that Championship. World Heavyweight Championship, exactly. In my opinion. It, yes. but <laughs> so you have a title that is supposed to be almost neck and neck with your WWE title that has – I mean, and I think – I personally think it was a poor play when Rollins came out and was almost like begging Cody to face him. No champion should have to beg someone to fight them. Right. That to me was that out of all of this, I would say that was probably the worst, I guess, story booking decision. It, it made Rollins feel irrelevant, like that you have to beg somebody to fight you. This is, I agree. And this is why I think Rollins can take this. And, you know, he could be Cody's shield. He could be the face champion with the good team music that we all know now. But he can also be a good heel. So he can take all of this story, Seth freaking Rollins, and it could just piss him off to the point where he goes nuts on everybody. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of ways that he can play this. Um, but him being injured and him needing time to recuperate, I don't see him walking out of WrestleMania with the title regardless. Um, but it depends on who wins that title and what they do with it. Like uh, JT Wrestling and everybody else was saying with Drew McIntyre, he could. And that could bring some relevance back to that title or at least pick it back up off the floor where it seems to have been dropped in the past couple of weeks. Um, and regardless, any secondary title is never going to be the WWE championship. I mean, we've had, you know, different titles. We've had different belts. We've had different, you know, but there's always been that constant. And that constant is that initial championship, that WWF, WWF, WWE, that one major championship, which got fused into the universal and that's the one Roman has, regardless if you want to call it the Hollywood title. If it doesn't only get six times a year, that's the title. That's the one. Um, and that's what Cody needs to finish his story doing. The little swerve that they did, maybe not the best booking idea, trying to get us to think that Cody could fight Rollins. But we needed to. I think we needed to feel something else before we got the rock thrown back in. I think I think that was just to throw people off track, honestly, whether it was good or bad. But that, yes. that, that started that six days of controversy. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, <clears throat> JT Wrestling, I want to get your opinion on this one. Um, right now, as a fan of professional wrestling, WWE, I mean, are you, are you clued in? Are you engaged? Are you tuned in? Are you, do you, do you feel like you can't wait to see what happens next? Oh, I, I definitely can't wait to see what happens next. 
And I kind of do like the little idea of maybe rock turning or um, maybe even accidentally turning like like he wants to trip Cody, but he trips Roman instead. <laughs> some Something. You mean right now he's leading us to believe that he's the bad guy, but this could all yes. be a ploy for The Rock to help Cody finish the story, and then that leads The Rock and Roman into a full year's worth of story until they get to fight each other. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. See, anything is possible. We you, And we've been shown we can let get led down a road one way, and then six days later it changes. We could get led down a road for the whole road to WrestleMania, and in WrestleMania, it changes, you know, but the biggest thing here is the rock is going to be a player. Cody's going to be a player. Roman's a player. Um, and Seth Rollins will be a player. Just, you know, we're going to figure out how let's, um, I want to circle back to this guys, but I want to just throw out a couple of other things that have happened, uh, in the meantime, obviously this Vince McMahon, we're not going to get into that. We kind of talked about it at the Royal Rumble. But, you know, obviously that's changed a lot of things. Vince, anything Vince has been pretty much eliminated from WWE right now. Um, Vince's name is not anywhere. The McMahon name is not anywhere. Um, and basically that's a lot of history to get rid of, but they did it. Um, interestingly enough, Brock Lesnar's name was never specifically brought up in this whole thing. But for now... Brock Lesnar, they say the plans have been scrapped and things like this, and he was supposed to be in the Rumble, but he's still on the website. He's still on the page. They haven't eliminated the fact that Brock Lesnar ended the streak, that Brock Lesnar <clears throat> you know, destroyed John Cena, that Brock Lesnar is the lo- one of the longest reigning champions of all time. They haven't eliminated all that yet. So they're kind of leaving the door open, but it ain't happening yet. Obviously, yeah. we thought. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say. I mean, when you don't have when you when he's not named, it's kind of like all right. We can take the precaution of not putting him on anything right now in the near right. future. There's no reason to scrub him from everything because he's not named. But should he be named, then I'm sure that's when that'll start. But it's more just like they're probably just waiting to see where this goes. Right. I, yeah, he wasn't specifically named. It's uh, we we saw it. it's former UFC champion. That could have been a couple of people in the company. And I at, think at also, I, Brock to me walks away squeaky clean because even oh, yeah. if we know who the girl was talking about, she does admit that nothing ever happened with him. Right. So there's nothing to blame Brock for. I mean, you could say like, oh, maybe he shouldn't have you know even thought about taking the opportunity. But the point is, like, nothing happened. Right. If nothing happened, nothing happened. No crime. Nothing, nothing happened. So yeah. I think I think the door is open for Brock. It's just a matter of time when. Do, does Brock yes, need it? Exactly. Does he need it? No. No. Mm-hmm. He does he want to be around people? Probably not. He's you know, but he's he a, wants to make money. Money is good. Business is good. Yes. Plus he's he's he enjoys what he does as far as the business. He enjoys the impact that he has. So and then he's a guy that can make a difference. Now, Brock Lesnar was supposed to be involved. He's not. CM Punk was supposed to be involved. He's not. Charlotte Flair was supposed to be involved. She's not. There's a lot of pivoting on all levels that has to happen. Um, 
in this WrestleMania. So let's look at it this way. Right now for WrestleMania, we got Roman Reigns defending against Cody Rhodes. That's in stone. The, here's one thing that I hope they pay more attention to, which hasn't gotten a lot of attention yet. Bailey won the Women's Royal Rumble, and she deserved it after 10 years. And now she's facing fellow damage control member EO Sky for that championship. I hope more focus gets put on that. That's in stone. That's happening. And then Rhea Ripley will defend her championship against the winner of the Women's Elimination Chamber, which all likelihood will be Becky Lynch, but we don't know yet. Um, so far for WrestleMania, that's it. The only other thing that was planned was Gunther was supposed to end up facing Brock Lesnar at this year's WrestleMania, whether it be for the Intercontinental title or not, we don't know. But that was like a dream match that was in the works. But as of Royal Rumble, it was scrapped. So, Fit Ugly, I'm going to start with you. From what we know about WrestleMania right now, just right now, are they doing a good job booking and planning as far as the, the four matches that we know are coming? And we got two whole nights of WrestleMania now. What do you say? How do you feel like? Are they doing the right thing or starting from the top and working their way down? So I, I will say this. I think I'm very, very intrigued, as we've been talking about for the past hour, about the main event scene mm -hmm. for the Royal Rumble. I mean, for the WrestleMania. Right, gotcha, I will gotcha. say that everything underneath the main event scene, I, I got to say, has not been drawing me in. The, the women's division and that match, uh, I have not been fully sucked in. Uh, Intercont IC championship, you know, I'm, I mean, I, I'm liking the the Jay Uso and Gunther thing, but um, yeah, I, I don't feel like there's an abundance of storylines going into WrestleMania that I'm excited about. So I do or am hoping that things may pick up in these next couple weeks for some of the other storylines. Um, but let me ask you this, though. Yeah. Am I crazy? This is a sidebar. This is tangent. Am I crazy or... I just saw him raw when when Cody and Drew face each other. Mm -hmm. They darken the lights on the audience like they do at NXT. That don't usually happen on Raws, right? Am I crazy? Hmm. Have to go back and look at that. I yeah, so go back and look because I feel like nobody's talking about this. But when that first match comes on Raw, they darken the lights where the only thing you could really see was like in the ring. And I'm like, usually I feel like the lights are bright the entire match, like everywhere. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I noticed some different camera angles on Raw. I didn't notice the lights, but I'm going to have to go back and look at that because that's uh, that's definitely intentional if they do it that way. Correct. Um, I mean, there are some situations where they just put the, the spotlight on the ring and then you can hear the audience, but not necessarily see the audience. There was no reason for them to, you know, because the, the, the place was sold out Monday Night Raw for sure. Yes. Yes. Um, and anytime they did show the crowd, there wasn't a seat empty. Um, it's an, it's an interesting point because they could be playing with some things now that the, uh, you know, the reins have changed. So yes, speak. Yeah. Um, that's exactly you understand exactly where I was going. Yeah, no, no, Vince. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, bro, I'm not crazy. Like usually raw matches, everything is just brightly lit. You can yeah. see the audience. That match coming on first, they dim the lights like they do in NXT where, you know, you could obviously still see the audience, but it's it's black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The spotlight on the ring. So go back and check it out. Let me know what you think. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. JT Wrestling, I want to come back to you. Um, 
I want to ask you, you know, this WrestleMania card that we've got so far, um, you know, do you think that maybe they get past Elimination Chamber and then they start beefing up the rest of the card? Then they start, you know, really focusing in on the matches on WrestleMania. Is it is it a timing thing? Do you think you think they're just waiting to get Elimination Chamber over with so that they can put all their focus on WrestleMania afterwards? Most likely they're putting all the focus on um Elimination Chamber right now because it's their is it their first time in Australia or second time? I can't first remember. premium live event in Australia. Yeah. Okay. okay. And they are so, it's in a big stadium and they're treating it like their WrestleMania for sure. So they're treating it like it's their best event right now and yeah. it's going and it's gonna be for Australia. Right. So um I just think they're concentrating on Elimination Chamber. They're going to let whoever wins face whoever they want to face. And that's the way it's going to be. And it's probably going to build up. And Bailey's and then, probably going to show her cards some more and say who she's going to face. Yeah, I hope so. I, I hope we get more, more from Bailey for sure. Um, you know, more from whoever wins both Chamber matches. Uh, you know, and, and the only other things scheduled for the Elimination Chamber premium live event right now, uh, I believe it's Rhea Ripley because it's her home country versus Nia Jax for that title. I have I see no reason in the world that Rhea w- loses that match. I mean, <laughs> ain't no chance. Um, and I see I think there's a tag team match. I believe it's Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn formerly known as Butch, um, against the Judgment Day, which is going to be, um, I believe it's Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Those are the tag champs right now. So we got that happening. Uh, and then we've got a Grayson Waller effect, a, a talk show with Cody and Seth, supposed to be the guests on that show. Um, right now, that's it. So a lot of that will play into what happens next. But I think, like you said, JG Wrestling, after they get that done, they could put all their focus on WrestleMania. Everybody can. A um, couple of things to just throw in there, just a piece is I like I take notes in between last podcast and this one. Um, so Carl Weathers, unfortunately, Apollo Creed passed away. Man. Um, dude, he's been in, you know, he was in Super Bowl commercials, you know, the fan duel, all that kind of stuff. Mandalorian, man. So Mandalorian, Predator, Damn. the Rocky movies. I mean, the man just such a a guy that's just been a part of a lot of iconic franchises. Um, and, you know, yeah, it sucks. And, you know, uh, we won't see him, I guess, in whatever the you know, next season of Mandalorian is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it sucks to lose people that, you know, you, you grew up watching and. Does suck. He's 76 years old. I didn't think, I mean, at least I didn't understand that there was anything wrong with him. Like he was battling something. Um, yeah, no, I don't think anything's came out that way. I mean, I think that, you know, uh, yeah, I think he just passed on natural causes and it seemed like he's the guy that kept himself in pretty decent shape. You know, oh, hell yeah. his body just, just gave out. It was that time. I mean, you know, yeah, but, but sad to see that. And then, you know, I'm not, I'm not huge into country music, you know, but Toby Keith, um, Apparently yeah. was ba- battling cancer and he passed away and that, that was that one kind of came out of nowhere too, um, but a couple of big ones for the for the entertainment world there recently. Um, not 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 great not great but 
you know what? They left legacies, and you know, remember them fondly. I I, I, I still remember uh, Carl Weathers from Happy Gilmore, Chubbs. Yeah, Chubb. Oh, thank you, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Chubbs. damn right. Yeah, Chubbs. Yeah, he was in a lot of Adam Sandler movies, like doing things like that. But yeah. damn. Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, shout out to all of them. So let let's 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 pivot a little bit. Um, we haven't had one Hall of Fame nomination yet but i think like jt wrestling was just saying maybe after they get done chamber they'll start announcing the hall of fame inductees for this year um so i got it down to my list this is what i think maybe i'm wrong but let's see i think batista for the third time should finally get inducted i don't know what they're (laughs) waiting for they were supposed to induct them pre-covid they were supposed to induct them post-covid but now I mean, this is a this is a chance for, you know, you got the eyes of Hollywood, obviously, on WrestleMania now because of The Rock. So why not give Batista the, the nod? Why not finally get him in there? Yeah, I mean, um, I think I think WWE's been one. It's been Batista. He keeps his schedule, keeps not allowing him to be present for it. So. I mean, damn, take a night off. I right. Mean, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. Uh, um, so Batista, Bray Wyatt posthumously. Um I think that timing wise, I think that's really good. That's really nice. They've already another, announced that? Not not yet. Oh, this is your They opinion. haven't announced any. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. This is this is just my list. This is what I'm thinking. Exactly. Um Bray Hyatt, Bray Wyatt posthumously, that's another wrestling family that they can give some some love to. Uh for the woman, I think it should be Lillian Garcia. Um, she was a ring announcer, but so much more. Uh she was an ambassador, multilingual. Uh, singer, all kinds of different stuff. So I think that's the woman that's going in this year. Um, I think Paul Heyman and or Paul Heyman and ECW as the brand. It's Philadelphia. That's a no brainer. Um, they got to induct one or all of them into the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, for the tag team, I've been wanting it forever. You know, demolition. Uh, they, they've been doing a lot of public appearances. I don't know how what their relationship is with the WWE at this point, but uh, I, I would hope that they would go in as a tag team to the Hall of Fame. And I think that's five. And then they all obviously have their legacy people and things like that. But that that's what I'd like to see personally. How do you guys feel about that? No, actually, uh, I, I can appreciate that list for sure. Um, who? I'm sorry, I may have missed this. Who is your mate? Who's your, your headliner for Hall of Batista. Fame? Batista, Batista's headliner. Okay, yeah, I think he would be the headliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I, I guess, yeah, I, I say Batista's worthy of that for sure. Um, I mean, you got guys like John Cena who 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 need to go in there. Um, Randy Orton who needs to go in. You know, you got people who needs to go in there. Triple yeah. H should go in by himself, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. Uh, but he's already oh, in. With, he, he's got to. He's yeah, got I mean, to. these are people that need to go in. Yes. but uh, The Rock needs to go in for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. But, Absolutely. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so at this point, what do you think, JT Wrestling? You got any other names you want to see in there? No, I can't think of any right now. Uh, I disagree with the list. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I would. I hope. I mean, you know, this is this is wishful thinking, but <clears throat> hopefully, whoever they put in, it's entertaining, it's worthy, and it'll happen the night before WrestleMania. WrestleMania weekend in Philadelphia is becoming very packed. They just announced that they're bringing back the Fan Fest. For the first time since COVID, used to be called Access. Now it's called WWE World, um, and I guess it's going to be an extension of that um, WWE Superstar Experience that they just opened up in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. 
Uh, and looks like Braun Strowman and Jinder Mahal have been the main supporters out there of that. And now we've got uh, that's happening April 4th through April 8th. So Thursday through Sunday. I'm sorry. Sorry. Thursday through Monday. I apologize. Um, and of course, you've got the SmackDown and the Hall of Fame uh, on Friday. Then you got NXT stand and deliver on Saturday. WrestleMania night one, Saturday night. WrestleMania night two, Sunday night. And then Monday night raw after WrestleMania on Monday. It's a very packed schedule. Um. It, this this is going to show a lot of people a lot of things. I mean, obviously the world, the eyes of the world, are going to be on certain things. But now with the Rock involved, and now with not only involved in storylines and stuff, but he's literally on the board of TKO. I mean, that's that's a huge move, and he's still a founding member and on the board of XFL or UFL that starts back up on March thirtieth. He's still involved with Terramana, which is tequila. He's he, he was the grand marshal at the NASCAR race that happened recently. The Rock has got his hands in everything. Will he continue to focus? This is what I want to ask. I'm going to start with Fit Ugly. I know this road to WrestleMania and WrestleMania itself is huge. But even after that, will he continue to have a primary focus? One of his primary focuses on WWE. What do you think? Um, I don't think right now, no. I, I think he's going to be focused through WrestleMania. I think after WrestleMania, he's likely going to get back to his uh, the 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 uh, the football league and his acting career. I do think that the Rock's acting career is going to start to probably maybe draw down a bit, not because there's something wrong with the Rock, but just because he, he's getting older. I think yeah. that you know, his ability to perform as like the big action star. I mean, listen, he's been doing it for the past like 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So, and I don't think he necessarily has the acting chops to transition into other genres of filmmaking. Um. But I, I think that, you know, but at the same time, because of his age, his ability to be in WWE is also limited. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, th I don't think in the immediate future, though, after WrestleMania, he's going to be focused on WWE. Um, and I think that if we get that Reigns-Rock match, I do think that that'll probably be it. Yeah, and that that could, that could I don't think it's going to happen sooner than later. I think they got a lot more things to focus on right now. But if they do it right and they twist the right knobs and send us down the right roads, Rock versus Roman would be more meaningful and it will be the big blockbuster box office that it could be. Here's um, the thing, right? But give if it a year. Go ahead. Rock and Reigns. Do you feel like it's necessary at this point? It's like, does Reigns need something like that? And does Rock need it? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of this match if you don't do it now? I think if they build it as a at a maximum of a year to next year's WrestleMania. Because that's that's been done before. Rock and John Cena have built for a year to go from one WrestleMania to the next. I think it can happen. These, like I said earlier, these guys don't wrestle too much. They're both special attractions at this point in time. But who needs it? Rock. I don't think he needs it, but I think he wants to. I think he wants to contribute because Roman is. What is he late thirties now? I think. Yeah, I mean he's. I mean he obviously he's fought. You know, uh, 
leukemia a couple times, but you know, he's been the guy and Roman being a heel with the bloodline with Paul Heyman. I think the only person, the only character that can even give him a rub at this point to actually give him the nod and say, Hey man, I'm actually handing over the reins to you is the rock. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, you're right. Roman, I think it's about like 37, 38. Yeah. Um, and, but my, th- I, I guess that was kind of my question. It, it, well, my point is that I personally just don't feel like, I don't feel like he needs it at this point. I think that reigns, he's taking the reins. You know what I'm saying? I think, yeah. that, I think that Roman, there's been a huge surge in, in uh, wrestling interest. You know, we we've been doing this for a long time since 2016. Oh, it yeah. Was very rare to hear about Raw's being sold out. Yeah. It's only been in like the last maybe two years or so that we've started to see this uptick in wrestling attendance. And I have to believe that a lot of that is because of Roman Reigns, because of the bloodline story, because of the way that he's been able to develop his character. Um, and a lot of people, I think, have, you know, gained more interest. And so I guess my point is, you know, at this point, I just am like, I don't mind seeing a rock and range. It would be interesting, but I definitely don't feel like rock has to pass anything along to Roman. Cause I think he's just already taken it. I, I think you're right. Let, I'm going to clarify a little bit. I think, and I'm going to get JT wrestling on and on this too, in a minute. I think that as far as the bloodline storyline, I think that he's the, I, I think the way that they've been going, they've been building, they've been building, they've been changing the story every time, you know, uh, you know, adding different elements, Jimmy and Jay, adding Solo, adding Sammy. Uh, and now they need a place to go because Cody can finish his story by defeating Roman, winning the title. And then, you know, obviously he has to carry on that legacy and create a new story. But Roman everything that he's already taken the reins for and everything that he's already building, he needs to complete that story to take the next step in his, whatever that next step in his career might be, whether it's WWE or outside WWE. I think the, I think that's where the rock and Roman will come in. I think that rock is at the end of the end of the WWE wrestling story. But Roman needs to culminate everything that he's been building in that past couple of years that he's already taken. And there's really no way to do it because he's already at the top. He's already there. So if he loses the title to Cody and Cody runs with the title, where does Roman go? Uh, you know, does he doesn't fight back up for the same title, I don't think. Right. He doesn't right. jump and fight for the other title that he obviously called the B title. Yes, right. I, I think. I, I get I get exactly what you're you saying. feel me? Yes. Mm-hmm. JT Wrestling, what do you think? Do you think The Rock needs to finish or pass anything off, or do you think Roman needs to finish and move on? What, what, do, you, what do you think about all this? No, I don't think um, Rock needs to pass anything on. But it'll definitely be an entertaining match just to um just to see how they work together, but also just to let Rock have one last match yeah. against a family member and not exactly pass the torch, but just show that Roman is that much better. 
Yeah, the Roman now has the reins, so to speak. The Rock had his time, and now the Ro- Roman can maybe jump on top of that. I like that. I, I think that's right. I, you're, and I think you're, you're both right. I don't think that Rock needs to pass the torch. There's no torch to pass. I just think there's, I think there's stories that can be told and stories that need to come to some sort of conclusion. And you need to tell the next story. That's what I'm going to be interested in to see with, with Cody, because look, look at this. And, and we just, and I just t- texted you about this fit ugly as we wrap down into our podcast here, the segment, the second segment here, Cody just lost for the first time since WrestleMania. And he did it last night on Monday night. Raw, clean to drew McIntyre. Well, okay. Not exactly clean. Solo Sokoa interfered, but it was a one, two, three pin that Drew McIntyre was happy to take. Um, That helps develop Drew's character. That helps get more sympathy for Cody. That helps Solo get back into the limelight because Solo's kind of been, I don't want to say disappeared, but, you know, the last big thing that he did was face John Cena and beat him. He's definitely been back in the shadows since John Cena. Yeah. And so this this kind of gives everybody else a little bit of life. But Cody lost. Think how big of a deal that is right now. You you want to say wins and losses don't necessarily matter sometimes, but they do. Like in, if they're told in a correct story. So Cody got pinned. And now Cody is on the downswing, mm-hmm. st- still leading into WrestleMania. And what did The Rock say? The Rock was very nasty. The Rock was very heel. The Rock. And he's being very careful not to call himself Dwayne Johnson in WWE scenarios. The Rock said, I'm going to make Cody's life a living hell in between now and WrestleMania. I'm going to do everything in my power, which means I'm going to send out the bloodline. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do whatever it takes. So I can see this giving not only Cody ability to finish the story, but giving Cody a lot of sympathy because this is this is where Cody needs to fight down and battle up and not just win the Royal Rumble and say, I'm going to face you, Roman Reigns. It means Cody needs to now fight for and earn this position in this main event match at WrestleMania, which leads back to my point that I said before. If Cody just points and says, I want you, Roman, and we go eight weeks and there it is, that's the same story that was told last year. Can't do that. Got to do it a different way. And I think the rock being implemented into this is all helping Cody. And like, like a couple other people on this call said that the rock could just turn around and say, you know what? I was screwing with Roman the whole time. All of this was to help build Cody up to beat your ass Roman. I mean, it could be anything. Yeah. So let's get, let's get some final thoughts on, on this fit. Ugly Cody is now fighting up from underneath. Does he finish this story? And how does he continue with another story? So Cody definitely finishes the story. uh, And then it's all downhill after that. Downhill. (laughs) So, yeah. So after Cody finishes the story, you were asking, like, how does he get to another story? Right. I think that the interesting part of Cody Rhodes as a babyface is his story to the top. Mm -hmm. I will give the another example. Kofi Mania. Kofi Mania was great as he ascended to the top, right? When when Kofi won at the WrestleMania we were at, right? Yeah, yeah. 
the last one day WrestleMania. Right. <laughs> when Cody, when, when Kofi won, it was great, but his title reign after that was pretty much forgettable. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to say that Cody is going to be the same way. Cause I do feel like Cody is a bigger star than Kofi, but I do feel like it's going to be hard for him to maintain maybe some of that momentum that he has right now, because we're all behind him because we know the story. And that is that he's achieving something that his brother couldn't achieve, that his father couldn't achieve, that he predicted 12 years ago. And that's exciting. But once he gets to that mountaintop, it's kind of like the end of a fairy tale, right? It's like, you don't really want to know what happens on the other side of it. You just want to get the fairy tale ending. Right. And that's, that's what I'm afraid of because once you get, there you this is always something cm punk said even 10 15 years ago you need somebody to fight tomorrow yes right. <laughs> right. you you know because i don't think i don't see roman trying to get it back no i mean you can't i mean you can't just put roman straight back into the rematch because it's like either what do you do you strip cody immediately i mean you can't do that and what do you do you have you have rain start losing again he's going to lose twice to Cody, I mean, yeah, I don't know. You can't, yeah, I, <laughs> you gotta get somebody else. And who do you get? I so mean, that's that's where the interesting thing is going to build up now. To where but, who's oh, going to? Here's the thing, though. Here's here's your ace. You do have CM Punk. You do. So CM Punk gets healthy. He's coming after Cody. That could keep the momentum. Okay. In my, I, I would think so. I think CM Punk's got to go through Drew first. Mm, I, he's got to go through Drew first. Okay. I think so. Title or not, I think he's got to go through Drew first. Okay. Uh, JT Wrestling, what do you think? Uh, do you want to see this story finish with Cody? Do you see another story behind it? Or do you think uh, like WrestleMania is going to be the end-all, be-all of everything, and then we just start completely over from scratch? What do you think? I definitely see Cody winning because the fact you said – Cody lost on Raw. He lost on Raw. Yep. But so now he's fighting up you from said under it, the- you And you said it was a semi-clean win. Semi. Because someone else had to come out and help. Solo, just like last year at WrestleMania against Roman. Yeah. Yes, sir. So it doesn't make Cody career any less because there was outside interference. So right. he's still as tough as he ever was. Right. But now he's got a reason to really fight and beat Roman. Yeah, another reason. Yeah, absolutely. And let me just uh, do this. We got about two minutes left. So one more question, guys. What happens if Cody does not finish the story? What if they swerve us all and Cody gets (laughs) beat again at WrestleMania by Roman? Fit ugly, quick answer. That would be the biggest mistake ever. Uh, <laughs> you, you you pretty much destroy Cody. You you destroy the interest in the bloodline. I, I couldn't think of a bigger mistake to make. I bet you, JT Wrestling. I agree. It would be a big mistake, but then we could see um, the turn of heel Cody. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, you um, know. I don't. I don't know if he'd be the nightmare anymore or he would just pretty that much would go be nuts. A, and- 
Yeah, that would be a swerve that I think if they ran out of options. But you're right. It's a you know, you never know. We we didn't see this several weeks ago that The Rock was going to come back and be the heel that he is. So I'm going to leave you with that. We are going to have one more podcast before WrestleMania, guys. Um, and we'll schedule that out, Fit Ugly and myself. But again, thanks to CM Funk. Thanks to the Quail Man. This has been great. We could talk about this for hours. Just enjoy the road to WrestleMania. Watch everything. DVR everything. Do not miss Elimination Chamber, whether you watch it at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, whatever the case. Um, and Fit Ugly, I want to thank you, man. I know we both, you know, got things going on. I just, you know, I want things to be good for us in our personal and professional lives. But I also love that we can always come back here and we can do this. And you just said it. We've been doing it for almost eight years. And this is one of the most fun things I think that we look forward to and have in our lives. So thank you, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. Of course. And uh, thank you to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast listeners, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and anywhere you can find your podcasts. We will be back next month. Thank you very much. And three, two, one. Deuces. Deuces. Yeah.